generation is rising on an emerging generation of kings. To bless us this morning with a powerful message, someone who I really honor, my pastor, our pastor, intelligent, poised, diligent, effective. Come on, somebody celebrate Jesus as we welcome Pastor Toji Onuatoibo. Can we just glorify God? This man just told me Happy New Year. What was that? Oh my God. It's so good to be with you guys today. Somebody off my mic. I can't hear myself. Glory, glory all around. Feel your presence all around. You're here. You're Take me. They envelope me. They surround me with favor and 
as a shield. With my life laid down, I surrender now. I give you everything. I submit to your will and to your way, God. Take over in my life. Take over in my life. you that you have not gone completely south. Father, we exalt you and we honor you. We thank you for your mercy and your goodness that has kept us in the midst of turbulent times, in the midst of pain, in the midst of confusion, in the midst of everything going on in our society and in our country. You have kept us. You have kept our peace. You have kept our bodies. You have kept our minds. It might be tough. We may be pressed on all sides, but we are not persecuted. We are persecuted, but not abandoned. Struck down, but not destroyed. Thank you, Father, for giving us that bounce back ability in you. Thank you, Father, that though we are slain, we are not destroyed. Though we are persecuted, we are not cut down. Thank you, Father, because your mercy and your goodness, they follow us. And we are confident that Naira or no Naira, Daily we enjoy the goodness of God. Naira or no Naira, our land is green, our land is lush, our fruits are many in the mighty name of Jesus. Naira or no Naira, we walk into palaces of plenty. We have responsible relationships. We spread with speed in the mighty name of Jesus. Somebody glorify God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Good morning. You may be seated. You may be seated, please. You may be seated. Thank you so, so much. It's been a minute since I've been here. It's good to see everyone. Buzzy, I know we have personal scores to settle. How are you? Dami Praise, it's good to see you. Welcome. Hi, Lois. It's good to see you. Jerry, please, we should, first Pastor Vicky, we want Jerry, come and do exchange program. Come to the mainland. We've missed you. We haven't seen you in a while. Welcome, everybody. 
I know both of you, I can't remember your names, but from the online stream, I know I've met both of you before. If you can tell me your names again. J2, nice to meet you guys. Welcome. Um, who else don't I know? What's your name? The lady in glasses. Damola. Damilola. Good to meet you. And Deborah. Good to meet you. And are you calling gifts? Aureolua, it's nice to meet you. Very nice to meet you. And your name, sir? Constantine, it's nice to meet you. And God's mercies are constant in your life. Constant in. Oh, shave. Giving Pastor Dami vibes. Amen. PVIC, it's good to see you. You two need to do exchange program and come to the mainland. We miss you. It's good to see everyone. Hallelujah. Glory to God. How are you guys doing? <laughs> You, you always want to collect everything, every message. Uh, it, it's good to be here. In the first service, we spoke about red flags. And it was good. It was a lot. So it will... <laughs> Buzzy, were you there? <laughs> oh, right. I was right, 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 right. Thank you so much. And let's thank Pastor Vicky for Wednesday as well. <laughs> single men and women, she shared a good word. And single and secured. Yeah, it was detailed, it was elaborate, it was deep, it was clear, very serious. So if you want to, you know, take yourself seriously. That's the main point. I should get ready for marriage and relationships. Don't wing it. Don't wing it in your marriage. Don't just, let's see how they go. So many times you got into a relationship because you want to see how it goes. And two months later, you realize that, ah, this is not really, then you now start again. Then you see how it goes again. This time you do like one and a half years. And then you realize it's not working again. I mean, there's a video I'm going to post recently. There's a video I saw on YouTube. And this lady had been, this 43-year-old lady, by the way. Because, so, and wasting of time is not a respecter of age. Anytime you choose to waste your time, time will work with you. Time will cooperate with you. Anytime you want to waste your time, time is like, I got time. Where am I going? Right? She's 43 years old and she's dating this guy who is 34 or something like that. Number one, red flag, right? Or maybe a yellow flag, actually. A yellow flag, a yellow flag. Because I'm going to talk about age, right? And she's been with this guy for five years. Please, what are you dating? I mean, I quoted for five years, but at least we knew we were going to get married. We don't, they do introduction. The ring had come. We're making significant plans. And at five years, there was no proposal. They are still arguing. You've not shown me your family. No, I need to get my business set up. This one, this, this one, this, this one, this. To cut the long story short, though, the babe went and bought a ring by herself. This was in one of those uh, Judy um, things that they do. She brought ring and said, he has to marry me. He has to marry me. Why don't you want to marry me? I'm like, baby, the shake away your IC is not enough. You are not making it a national disgrace. He has to marry me. So if you don't marry me, you have to reimburse me all the money that I spent on you. The boy does not have the money to give you. If you shake him from now to tomorrow, he does not. And the judge is telling her, you're not losing five years. You are gaining the next five years of your life. She said, no, but I want to spend it with him. How am I going to start all over it now and start the next one right? Don't let one chance make you stay stuck in the one chance. Because you made a mistake, because you've, even the Bible says the, lawful, the lawful captive will be set free. 
That scripture is in Isaiah. If someone can help me find it. The lawful, I think verse, um, chapter 49, I think. 40 something. The lawful captive will be set free. That is, you are captive out of your own doing. You are the one that made an error of judgment. You are the one that made a mistake. You deserve to be captured. You deserve the consequences. But God is saying, I can still fight for you. My mercy can still speak. I can still get you out of this. But sometimes some people are like, I want no peace. I want war all the time. I want stress. I want pain. And God is like, I'm trying to, violence. I want peace. And God is like, I have something better for you. And you know, sometimes, and we dealt with past trauma in the first service. Sometimes some people are so attached to their trauma. They are so attached to their pain. They are so attached to being abused that when something different comes, it's like, it's odd. It's strange. And I mean, Pidams has said that so many times. The first time that some of you came to Kings and Pidam said, oh, hi, nice to meet you. You're like, what's happening? Why is the pastor talking to me? He knows me. Why? But Pidams will come and want to hug. I legit wanted to hug some people and they're like, this one tomorrow is still calling me mommy. I don't understand. Why? The people want to talk. And your pastor is trying to gist with you and trying to be human with you. But it's strange. Because where you are coming from, how dare you? Hallelujah. Amen. So today in this service, we're going to be speaking about yellow flags more so. And then maybe I'll touch on um, green lights, the green flags. I appreciate Pastor Dami in absentia. I wish he were here. But at least he was in the first service. He had to go minister at Pastor Tosin Martin's church, franchise church. Uh, I'm hoping I can still catch him after this service there, but let's see how he goes. Um, I appreciate him so much. Pastor Dami, I say it all the time, but Pastor Dami has groomed me literally into the woman that I am today. I met Pastor Dami when I was 18, so you know that he has really, he has really trained me. <laughs> I was but a child when I met him, right? So I really appreciate him and I celebrate him so much. And like I said in the first service, Pastor Dami can teach this thing more than me. That's the truth. But he's allowed me to do this, and I'm grateful. Our Father and our God, we pray that as we share from your word today, as we discuss, as we deliberate, as we laugh, as we ask questions, open us to the truth that is in your word. Give us lights that swallows up every darkness, swallows up every confusion, swallows up every gray area, swallows up every personal preference that does not have expression in your word and in your will in the name of Jesus. Help us to have understanding that gives us the confidence to go into the relationship space and make the right decisions in the name of Jesus. I decree and declare that your word will come to cut asunder, to divide against lies and truth in the name of Jesus. We ask that the Holy Spirit that gives wisdom is expressly manifest in our midst today in the name of Jesus. We pray that we will not just laugh because I know that relationships are sweet to talk about. But when it comes to make the decisions, we will make the right decisions. Decisions that we will be proud of. Decisions that eternity will celebrate in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Glory to God. All right. Can someone let me know if we're streaming on the mainland and if we're good? We're good. Amazing. Amazing. Good. Okay. So I'm going to do a brief intro and then we'll just go directly into yellow flags. Right. Or yellow lights, as the case may be. Like I said in the prayer just now, relationships are very sweet and interesting to talk about. Everybody wants to talk about relationships, including the people that are saying, 
um, please, for, please count me out. I'm not there. I don't want to be a part of a relationship. Jesus is my husband. Uh, people are saying, mm, God's time is the best. People are saying, according to Pastor Nell, I'm in my waiting period. You, you, just, you just look for whatever you can to console yourselves. And I know there are seasons for that. But if it's really doing you, can you just admit that it's really doing you? Can you just say, ah, I won't be able, but I trust God. Ah, or more, if God can do it next week, safe, I will not mind. But I trust. <laughs> Thank you. That's an honest girl. God will do it for you in Jesus' name. <laughs> can you just be honest? Right? And open about it. Everybody likes to hear about relationships, but when it comes to doing the work, that's where the, the situation lies. And so you find that people are in multiple relationships or they're in situationships or it's complicated and you're taking two steps forward and five steps backwards come for counseling. They will not come. He's born again. She's born again. And like I said in the first service, being born again is not the alpha and omega of relationships. That's a good entry point, but it doesn't get you to the finish line. A person needs to be born again, that is good, but a person needs to be trained. How to be a woman, how to be a man, how to be a husband, how to be a wife. That comes with training. It doesn't come with impartation. Hallelujah. All right, so the first one I want to talk about is media. Um, I believe you have... Hi. Um, our text. The first thing I want to say is... We're talking about traffic lights. So let me give a little... Example, signals. Signals offer maximum control at intersections. What's a traffic light for? Traffic lights are called signals. Is this Toyo scene? Hi. Signals offer maximum control at intersections. It would be great if this can be put up. They relay messages both of what to do and what not to do. The primary function of any traffic signal is to assign right of way to, conflict, to conflicting movements of traffic at an intersection. Do we have the text? I need to know. Oh, beautiful. Beautiful. Please zoom out for my mainland people because people don't to zoom out for us. Thank you. Yeah, I got you guys. Even though you've, some of you have seen this. Signals offer maximum control at the intersections. They relay messages of both what to do and what not to do. The primary function of any traffic signal is to assign right of way to conflicting movements of traffic at an intersection. So what are some of the key words here? Number one for me is maximum. Maximum. The next word for me is intersection. And then right of way, conflicting movements. Right of way and conflicting movements. When you're about to get into a relationship, and by the way, let me just do a sidestep to say this. I've said it before. You don't get into a relationship to get to know a person. You know a person and then you get into a relationship. But a lot of times, people do the opposite. Because one and a half boxes are ticked. Okay, we're cool. Let's see how it goes. And then you're boyfriend and girlfriend. And then it's there, you're not asking questions, getting to know, going on dates and everything. And you realize three, three months down the line that it's not really it. And then you start again. You didn't need to go through that process. You could have done all of that as friends. You could have done all of that without the title of boyfriend and girlfriend. But it was doing you in your body. 
He was doing you like, I need to have boyfriend now. I need to have girlfriend now. It's time. The Lord has settled me. He was doing you to kiss. And tell. Somebody has said, God, it has been long that I kissed. God, I know I'm not supposed to. Hopefully, you know you're not supposed to. Glory. Glory. Why shouldn't you kiss in a relationship? Some people are like, Auntie, which way? Don't even bother. This is 2023. I spread with speed. I bind and cast in Jesus' name. But why shouldn't we kiss in a relationship? Who is, who is bold? Is a sin. Do your Bible say that? Do you have scripture for that? So I think it's going to lure a person um, into it. So if I'm thinking, why is it wrong? It's like, a, it's like what the devil was asking if, did God say? And when that begins to happen, it means that something is luring you to something. And you, you find out that there's this intense desire to just want to do it. And I think it's, I feel that it's just luring you to sin because you won't stop by kissing. You will lick, you will touch, you will pet, you do, you do all of that. Praise God. <laughs> Glory all around. Any other contrary opinion? She has said it all. So do we agree? Jerry, do you agree? Okay. Conflicting movement. I was just joking. So I, uh, I said, when you kiss, it leads to something else, and you guys will produce Daniel. That's kiss Daniel. Ah, nice, 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 nice. <laughs> Interesting. I mean, I know sometimes we know these things, but to do them, they add. But it's possible. It's possible. Okay, I don't remember how we got there, but let's move back. Maximum control at intersection. So sometimes we get into a relationship and we are winging it. We want to just see how it goes. But can I have the picture of the intersection? Can I have the picture of the intersection, please? AKA, what does that mean? Oh my God. T-junction, an intersection. Okay. Good. If I was your driver, I'll be lost. Okay, so what happens at an, inter- an Orita Meta, Ori something Meta? I sound like Minister Uche. What happens is... What's, what do you think? Okay, no, 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 no. I'm good. Right? Can I have the picture? Do you have it? So what happens at that intersection when there are no traffic lights is that accidents can happen. Everybody, me, I'm hurrying. My wife is in labor. I need to go. Where are you going? You don't, vroom. Another person is like, I will show you I can drive. And I can be like that sometimes on the road. Thank you very much. You know how some people are driving and you are going, judge, another person just drives into your lane. And you're like, what do you think? Me Me too, I can drive. Oh yeah, you block me, I block you. You could not go anywhere. Road rage. This is an intersection. When there's no traffic lights or no traffic warning or no traffic signs, everybody can go anywhere. And then accidents can happen. And that's why we need maximum control. And this is what happens in a relationship or in a marriage. It's an intersection of your life. Husband is coming into wife. 
boyfriend is going, I don't mean that way for a boyfriend and girlfriend. Your values are interchanging with my values. Your Jesus or not is interchanging with mine. Your anger issues are mixing with mine. Your generosity is mixing with mine. It's a free flow. So forget all that story of, oh, I know that he drinks, but I'm, I'm helping him. Girl, you are going to open a bar in your house. Eventually. It's an intersection. It's an interlocking. You know all those pie charts and all those graphs they used to give us in school? And how the circle, circle, and in the middle, you have, it joins. It will co- always come together. And that is why maximum control is needed. So before you go into a relationship, who have you spoken to? And I don't mean my my friends that don't really know what they are doing either. Who have you spoken to? Who have you sought counsel from? What books have you read? What videos have you, have you watched? And I don't mean the woman is the one doing the reading. Because what, that's what usually happens. The woman is the one that is saying, oh yeah, come and watch this video. Come, let's go for this program together. Come, let's do this. And sometimes the guy just goes to fulfill all righteousness. So that he will say, you won't say, I didn't come. You asked me to come. I came. Right. Glory to God. Amen. (laughs) Maximum control. Don't go into it shabbily. Because at the end of the day, I mean, I was telling Fidel on the way here that, I mean, I do marriage counseling as my work. And I'm in sessions with people who've been married for less than a year. And I'm hearing I'm tired. I'm hearing this is not what I signed up for. But when you were telling them that Every marriage has issues. They say, "Uh, no, I've not really experienced anything with him. He's just been so wonderful. Okay. He's also going to be wonderfully troublesome at some point. But they they don't used to believe us. Or maybe because it had not happened, so they can't really relate. But now that it has happened, can't you remember that we said it? Isn't it to now look for how to power through those situations? Because other people have been in those shoes too. Today, they're 32 years in marriage. And you, before one year, you want the devil to steal the glory that is ahead. Jesus Christ said, if it's your will, let this cup pass over me. It was hard for Jesus too. I always say, and I said in the first service, when I was younger, I used to think when Jesus was being whipped, he didn't used to pain him. That, uh-uh, Jesus, they flog you. You that you created Cain. You that you created the wood that they used to make the cane. It can't pain you. It's just, this thing is just film trick so that people will really believe and follow you. But he was in pain, like real pain. His skin really broke. Did Jesus really feel like dying? Like, ah, let's just die. This is a new thing to do. This is a trending trend. It's giving. Let's just die. He didn't. But he said, for the joy that was set ahead. Of course, we always say, we're not talking about domestic abuse, perpetual cheating. Although me, I always now ask, how did you end up with somebody who is cheating? How do you end up with someone who has domestic violence issues and you never knew it? Never. You didn't know. Go and listen to Red Flag. They say, that that person has isolated your relationship in the beginning? The person was doing, we don't want third parties. I don't want anybody to know. All those kind of people that, you've been seeing them on social media for one year, December 31st. They showed um, wedding pictures. I am wondering, Chippy, we are inside this place together. When did you get married? Who are you even caught? I don't know that you have a boyfriend and now you are married. And then when issues begin to come up down the line, who do you now go and talk to? You could not tell us when you were dating anybody. And then you just go deeper into the ruts. 
Hallelujah. So maximum control. Don't take it lightly. Don't just see it as boy meets girl. Is it not marriage? We'll do it now. We have chemistry. We are good friends. As long as we are friends, everything can work. You've not seen ordinary, you've not seen besties fighting before. You've not seen besties fight before. You've not seen mommy and daddy fight before. You've not seen colleague and colleague fight. You've not seen employer and employee. You've not seen. So it makes you think that your case will be different. Okay, it goes on to say they relay messages of both what to do and what not to do. And the primary function of any traffic signal is to assign right of way to conflicting movements. Right of way. Some things have a right to come into your life. Other things do not have a right to come into your life. And you see, the way the traffic light works is that, ideally, it's automated. You're not the one controlling it. I'm talking about on the road now. You're not the one controlling it. It's automated. So they give you your one minute. You stay there for one minute. Ideally, if you're in another country, if you beat the light, your ticket is waiting for you at home. Rest assured. And you pay that money. Oh, you will pay it. It's not the one that you beat traffic light here, you give somebody 1K. You will, pay, you will pay the full fine. You might even end up in court for beating a traffic light. Say, is it that deep? Yes. Your driver's license will be revoked. And not be the one you will now go and meet Baba Salah on that Yaba tree. All those um, beetle cars, they will now do forge driver's license for you. It's gone. <laughs> so, <laughs> it's a very serious matter. And I mean, in first service, I explained. At the end of the day, when people beat traffic lights. The people that suffer the most are not even usually the drivers themselves. Pedestrians, bicyclists, occupants of other vehicles are the ones that suffer the most. So when you mishandle your marriage, mishandle your relationship, especially as a believer, and we see that a lot in the world today. Celebrities are breaking up like back to back. And you're hearing everywhere, now wow, this marriage thing, how is it though? You are a believer, you have seen PDAMs and LTO by God's grace. You have seen other good marriages, but because bad news has good PR, it's just like, oh, more this thing, how it go be? And so somewhere in the corner of your mind, I will get married though, but if you no work, I'm going to leave. It's somewhere there. And once you go into that marriage with that iota of, no matter how small it is, the Bible says that even a little bit of yeast will make the whole bread living. We'll make the whole bread, I was going to say swell, but that's not what the Bible says. And the Bible also says, little foxes spoil the vine. It's just small. Leave your fried rice out for one hour inside a hot kitchen. It's gone. I was going to mention a particular place. Buy food from a particular place. If you don't eat that food within 15 minutes, it's gone. So certain things have right of way into your lives and certain things don't. Conflicting movements. Uh, I shared so much with red flags, but I won't go through that. Let's go through some yellow flags. Because generally we know what red flags and green flags are. But what are yellow flags? What are yellow flags? What does, what does yellow light mean on traffic light? Get ready to go. But that's, Nigerians are already pressing home for you. Move, pam, pam, pam. Say it, I'm not yet changed to green now. So yellow light is really get ready to go. But this is the rule of thumb when driving. If there's free space ahead of you, right, you can go. If you are sure cars are not coming, you can go. 
But if it's looking like you're about to force it, just wait. If it's look, you can see that the light on the other side has already changed green and the other people are already coming and you're like, mm, I can make it, I can make it. Just wait. So yellow lights are the gray areas. Yellow lights are the, can it be, can it not be? Yellow lights are the, should it be, should it not be? And I want us to explore some, and maybe I'll even take one or two from everyone. And the first gray area, based on questions I get a lot, and areas I see that people are a bit confused about, in no particular order. Um, let's read the scripture first. 1 Corinthians 15, 7 and 8. Amplified classic, please. 1 Corinthians 15, 7 and 8. Yellow lights. Amplified classic, 1 Corinthians 15, 7 and 8. Amplified classic, please. Thank you so much. It says, afterwards, hmm? hey, is this the scripture? This is not the scripture I'm looking for. Lord, have mercy upon us. Give me one second, please. I'm looking for the scripture that says, First Corinthians 14, forgive me, First Corinthians 14, 8. I don't know how I arrived at that number I wrote. First Corinthians 14, 8. Thank you so much. And if the war beagle produces an indistinct sound, who will prepare himself for battle? What does the next verse say? So it is with you. Okay, we can leave this one. It's fine. That's the verse I needed, verse 8. If the war trumpets, we are not sure. Is it blowing? Is it not blowing? Is it testing, testing? Or is it not testing, testing? How do we know that we should come out? You know how you're doing a fire drill at school or at work and sometimes it's just testing, testing. And then maybe you did it last week and then you are hearing it again. You are wondering, is there a real fire or is this testing? And you are dragging your feet until they tell you, oh, this is real fire. And then you drive, you move out of the place. So yellow signs are those, okay, uncle, are you saying we are dating? Are you saying we are together or not? Are you saying we are just friends? Or are you saying you want to be mine? Are you saying you want to marry me or you want to marry somebody like me? What exactly are you saying? All right, so a few um, yellow flags. Number one for me is age. Can I marry a man that is three years younger than me? Can I marry a girl that, did you say no? Oh, okay. I thought you said no. Uncle, that, okay. Can I marry a girl that is five years younger than me? Can I marry a man that is ten years older than me? That's you. Can, I, can you marry a man that is seven years older than you? Eight years. What's the limit? And what is this? I thought they said age is nothing but a number. Right? Okay, this is my rule of thumb. Before we read a long scripture that will explain, cover a lot of things. This is my rule of thumb for age. Hmm. There's no hard and fast rule. It's on a case-by-case basis. But for me, I feel if you are generations apart, when it starts passing six years, seven years, and especially when the man is much older than the woman, they're in different time zones of life. They're in different stages of life. 
The things that that man desires are not the things that the woman necessarily desires. There are some exceptional cases, really exceptional cases, but like I always say, we live by the rule and not by the exception, right? Don't force yourself, in, yourself into the exception. Because the man is here thinking about retirement. You, you still want to turn up at um, Eco Beach. And the man is like, what's going on? Want to go. So what's the man? We are building refineries here. You are talking about enjoyment. Oh, my friends want to go. So what's the man supposed to do? Come with your friends and be doing proposal party. And oh my God, oh! We're in different timelines. The girl is probably still discovering herself, what she wants to do, where she wants to end up, what she wants to build, if she wants to stick with her career or not. And today the man is supporting granite business. The next day she's, she's supporting boutique business. The next day he's supporting jackpot business. They're in two different time zones. So it can be a bit tricky. The lady might not be ready to get married. Maybe she's 21. And Baba is 31, 32. It seems kind of fair like they're in the same bracket. But the girl doesn't really know herself. The average 21 now does not really know herself. I said I'll not be calling Gen Z's name again because like we used to abuse them so much. They are great people too. Amen. Give, support your people. <laughs> right? Um, but that's what I think. But let's read the scripture. First Timothy 3, 1 to 13. And I think this scripture will pretty much cover everything we're going to discuss. First Timothy 1. If I get there before me, I'm just going to go ahead because it's a long read. First Timothy 3, 1-13. Amplified Classic. Okay. The saying is true and irrefutable. And I'm going to apply this to both men and women, even though the scripture further down talks about women. So if any man or woman eagerly seeks the office of bishop, superintendent, overseer, he desires an excellent task. Now, let me pause and say this. A lot of people have said this scripture. Eh, it's talking about pastors and bishops. And we, we, we are not supposed to be held to high standards like pastors and bishops. Let me ask you a question. Where do pastors and bishops come from? Congregation or from heaven? It's, there are men and women like you that they pick to become pastors. It's not like they were preordained from heaven. not like they had a preset, a pastoral preset when God was creating them. So it's still you. So, tell anybody, you can be a pastor tomorrow. Tell you can be a minister tomorrow. You can be a team lead tomorrow. You can be a master life facilitator this week. So, expect the call. Uh -huh. I'm not joking, though. Uh -huh. Alright. So, let's not say it's just for them. Next verse, verse 2. Ah, I can't read this thing, no. Blood of God. Now, a bishop must give no grounds for accusation. These are the general rule of thumbs. When you are looking for green lights, these are the things we are looking at. And please, when they say must give no grounds for accusation, must be above, above reproach. That doesn't mean the person must be perfect. It just means that when they ask, tell me about Dami, I can say, he's a good boy. Does it mean that he don't miss service sometimes back to back? He, that, that, that's not what it means. But he's a good boy. I can trust his character. I can trust that he's kind. I can trust that he's teachable. I can trust that he can improve. I, I can trust that he honors his pastors. I can trust that he will not marry somebody and be beating somebody. Amen to that. Yeah. 
So it doesn't mean he's perfect, but he means we can put him on stage. It means he can be an example, at least to a good enough degree. Let's not put pressure on Don't put pressure on me. Don't pressure me in this life. But as you grow in that capacity, you know what is expected of you. The Lord is working on your heart. I know that souls are attached to the work that you do. You know that you cannot just be careless with anything you do. And that in itself prods your heart to do better per time. I can say, oh, dearie, a, a wonderful girl, give her of sweet, lover of God, give her of free shirts. Does it mean that sometimes Derry does not used to do the one they know ask her to do sometimes? She does. But we can still vouch for her. I can still put kings next to Derry's name without shame. That's what it means. Does it mean that your pastor is perfect all the time? No. Maybe there are sometimes Pidams has said one or two things that you feel, ah, Pidam shouldn't have said that too. But Pidams will always tell you, we run an open door policy here. You can come and have a conversation with me. Ask me questions. Don't be rude. If you are with my husband, myself, I will fight you. But don't be rude to, do, not with, just ask questions. It's not a fight. It's not war. Ask questions. He will give you perspective. You will give perspective. And by God's grace, we maintain the harmony of the spirit like P. Dams taught last week. All right. So that's what that part means. Now a bishop must give no grounds for accusations, but must be above reproach. The husband of one wife. Somebody say one wife. This one that nowadays men are doing talking stage, talking stage with like 100 people. Loving stage, going out stage with 100 people. This person already practicing to cheat on you. How do you even have the bandwidth to talk to so many people? Like, are you not jamming the names and jamming the conversations and jamming your appointment times? It's so stressful. Does this mean don't be friends? Be friends. If you want to be friends, play in the outer court. Be friends and gist. But don't be giving different people preferential treatment and giving, raising their hopes and asking all of them, so what, what do you want in a man? Why are you doing that with so many people? So it's not just in marriage that cheating starts. As I'm looking at you like a single man now, I can understand. If every fine babe on Instagram you're liking, wow, wow, hot, hot. I'm already like, what are you looking at? I'm not saying you can't appreciate beauty. And there are some men, I won't mention names. I won't mention names. Someone said I should mention, who is that? That person is not nice. Three months ago, you came to tell PLT that you like a certain person. Three months later, you like another person. I'm like, how is he doing you? Like, what, hap- what happened to that person? You discovered that person was a witch or what? <sighs> At the end of the day, you like this person, like this person. Yes, you are still single. I'm wondering, is it them or is it you? Or is it us? Or is it we? What's going on? The Bible says that let your vision be single. Set your face as a flint. Focus. Don't, I'm not saying, yeah, get to know people. But like I said, not on that certain level. Because even after a while, you yourself, you get confused. He must be above report. The husband of one wife, circumspect and temperate and self-controlled. Man or woman now, circumspect, temperate, and self-controlled. You don't meet somebody today and say, let's start going out next week. It doesn't work like that. We've known for three months, let's take you to mama. I don't even want to really meet your mommy now. I want to meet your mommy soon. But wait first, let me get to know you first. And sometimes I can get to know you and realize, you know what, it's not even worth it. 
I don't need to go and see your family. Because the time you go and see family now, they start calling Ashwabi on top of your head. To break up will now be hard. Because they already bought Ashwabi of 50,000 naira. Ah, our wife. Ah, our wife. And you know, I was going to mention a particular tribe, but I'm not mentioned them. They will start parading you around. They will not start calling you. Come and cut onions. We are doing party tomorrow. Come and help us to cut onions. Come and... The boy will have friends around. Your friends are around. Come on, come and cook jollof rice for my friends. You too, you go to markets. Some of you, you have done it before. Don't lie. Oh, my boyfriend just moved to a new house. Now you go show the go buy all the cutting, but set up the house. Set up the house that you did not live in. That's what used to cost acrimony in this life. Why are you setting up a man's house when he has not set up his life with you? Evidently, he has not taken it to his pastors, he has not taken it to his mentors, he has not taken it to his family. You don't know the vision of his life and how you fit into that vision for his life. You have not watched his pattern over time to see that he can replicate that pattern. Yes, he's a nice guy, but can he replicate it even when he's upset? Yes, he's established, he has good money, but can he sustain that money when cash flow is bad? Yes, he is kind, yes, he goes to church, but when COVID hits, is he still going to church? You must watch the pattern. You must. Why are you rushing to? <clears throat> Circumspect and temperate and self-controlled. He or she must be sensible. Sensible and well-behaved and dignified and lead an orderly and disciplined life. If you want to date anybody and they, they can't control, they can't put their own selves together, they can't help you put your life together. Their money is cast. Apidams has taught us spontaneous money, planned money. But their own money, everything is everything. As money is entering hand, any need that comes, the money is going to it. They can't help you put your finances together. They read their Bible like this. The week that they have a need, they read their Bible for three days. When the need has been satisfied, there are streaks on new version, zero. And then they come back and read for two days. No disciplines. And discipline is how, discipline is how you become great in life. And I know Pidams has taught us this thing so much. Routine is how you become great in life. If you do things haphazard, you will have fleeting success. You will not have success that is replicable. You will not have success that is generational. You won't. He must be hospitable or she must be hospitable. He or she, they even said he. So man, let's come to this table. He must be hospitable. What does it mean to be hospitable? Man, what does it mean to be hospitable? People don't know the meaning, so how can you do it? And speak with your chest now. What does it mean to be hospitable? John, what does it mean to be hospitable? Such as, to show love, to care, such as, Mm-hmm. These are the issues. Hosting. Hosting what? Hosting the most high. Helping out in little things. How about big things? Okay. Like most guys, like they don't care about the little things. They only go for the big things. But because I that's what I do. Yes, and 
such as you know Axina. Okay, what is the plan for helping her to grow? Maybe maybe she's into a business. Then you are like, okay, how can we extend this? How can we make it bigger? Um, <laughs> Just give me the mic first. Why you try? Chop knuckle for trying. Good. What is when we talk about hospitality? When you say the hospitality business, the hospitality industry, welfare, food, care, empathy, warmth. Have you had some biscuit today? Have you had? Do you need help in the kitchen? Do you help need? We need help with the children. When visitors come, it's not the wife that must go and warm all the small chops. You to self can enter kitchen. Glory to God. So it's not all guests are coming. Ah, eh, Mama and Kechi, guests are coming. No, eh, eh. And most of the time, it's even your own guests because we, we don't even like entertaining guests like that because we're already tired after work, after children, just want to sleep. But you, your old friends, come and watch ball inside of my house. And I'm the one that is hosting. I mean, it's good to do that as a woman. That's, you're being hospitable, you're being nurturing, you're being accommodating. It's lovely, it's endearing. But men, to you too, you can help. After all, it was Abraham that cut that meat too. He told Sarah to go and buy it, and then he cut the meat. You remember that story? When the angels came to visit and he wanted to serve them food, he told her to go and buy it, but he's the one that cooked it. You don't know, you could not know that one, Abby. Glory to God. This birthright, birthright, is Esau that was, Jacob and Esau were cooking, no? Glory? Even if you cannot cook like that, once, once, once in a while, that's what that means. Give me burnt toast. It's Okay. We receive it, we will we'll give you B minus for effort. Or if you can't do it, order it. Give me breakfast in bed. It's okay. Okay, you don't really want to clean. At the same time, you say, we, 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 we are not having nanny in this house. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. He must be hospitable, showing love for and being a friend to the believers, especially strangers or foreigners. And be a capable and qualified teacher. A capable and qualified teacher. One of the red flags I, I mentioned in the first service, especially for women, is don't marry a man who cannot lead you. Don't do it. It is one of the most frustrating things a woman will go through. A woman is designed to follow or to, to be a follower leader, if you will. And that's how God created it. God creates Adam, has conversations with Adam, gives him the instruction, shows him the land, tells him what to do. Eve is not here all this while. After that, Eve is brought up to the scene. She's new into paradise. And her husband begins to teach her, this one is this. This one is elephant. God said we should not do this. God said, and she's like, okay, really? Jotting things down. And then she sees her biscuit plant one day. I'm like, oh my God, I mixed this thing and gave me a purple thing. I think we can call it Zobo. She now begins to become innovative based on the inspiration she's received from her husband who has received inspiration from God. So a woman's growth will be stifled if her husband is not paces ahead of her. So if you're a man here, the last certificate you have was the BSc from 1992. You're already a dinosaur. There are new certification de um, degrees coming off. New um, free or online free, you did not do. Paid one, you did not do. We are winging it. That's all these offices of nowadays. When, when we used to do it those days, I don't know what they are doing now. They've left you. 
You're not growing. And you see, women are in seminars. Women are in relationship meetings. Women are gunning for CEOs. Women are, yell the woman. What they call it that thing last year? And what was the theme of Women's Weekend? Breaking the bias. There was another one they did before. Ah, I've forgotten the name. Oh. And all of that. And I'm like, who is going to marry all these women? Who? And because women are so wired for relationships, we really crave that person. And then we go out and permitting people that we can't relate with. Conflicting movements. That thing they pain. I'm telling you men as a sister to a brother. It's very painful. Those men are not here in Jesus' name. But maybe you're going to tell your brother or you're going to tell your uncle. No, you're gonna tell, you don't can tell your uncle. It's not me that said it to him. <laughs> you fight at your own risk. Right? Go and tell your online friend. Tell them. It's painful. And then the worst ones are the ones that you are not increasing and you are leaving off the girl. You are, although in that one is the girl I blame, Sha. You are leaving off the girl. You are manipulating her to collect her money. Manipulating her. Let me just quickly use your car for this business meeting. Two months later, nothing. Oh, another business deal has completed. Can I just use your car? Because packaging is part of the business, right? No problem. Three months later, nothing. Is her money she has used to buy fuel of 310 naira per liter now? Please, it's very important. Women want somebody to look up to. <laughs> not giving to wine, not combative, but gentle and considerate. Listen, listen very well. Not giving to wine, not combative, but gentle and considerate. Not quarrelsome, but forbearing and peaceful. Not every conflict needs to end in breakup. Not every conflict needs to end to cancel. Not every conflict needs to end to blocking. I don't understand people in a relationship that block themselves. Small fire blocked you on all platforms. I was just talking to somebody in counseling session. Said, ah, God, I don't know. I'm trying to be careful. You've <laughs> somebody said to me, I've I've been in. Let me not say it because people might be watching these things. Somebody had invested deeply in a particular person for a long period of time. I mean like hours. They had had conversations, prayers, deep meetings, cried together. And two hours later, the person was blocked on all platforms. I'm wondering, I'm telling you, I'm no facts. And I'm like, is it, is it something they press your butts in? Because this is not normal behavior. It's not normal. It's not normal. In case you've been doing it, it's not normal. That blocking button is for scammers, fraudsters, people that enter your money, enter your DM and say, buy Bitcoin, you, you sold 200 naira, you get 200 million naira. That's the people you block. You don't block somebody you say you want to spend the rest of your life with. See, those are low-key design, them, signs of divorce. The day that you cook for them, salt is too much, they will tell you, ah, this is not the content I signed up for. Uh, I'm telling you, that is how people are going to be breaking up in marriage nowadays. Then you'll be hearing our visions were not just aligned anymore. Did you ever see in the first place talk less of vision? No, I'm serious. Real life, oh, not not. I'm giving you a real life story that happened in the last one and a half weeks. Someone said, "Be coming down." People forget that long suffering is a fruit of the spirit. And like my friend Pastor Missy will say. People, she'll say, I mean, everybody, you like your mango, you like your pineapple. By the way, the word is pineapple, not pineapple. Moving on. Pardon? 
Yes. Right? But you forget that lime is also a fruit. It's bitter, but it's a fruit. So there are times, especially in marriage, where things are not going very well, you will stay there and work it out. Again, I know because we're all sensitive. Nobody's saying flog when they're flogging you, beating you, this one. You should die there. That's not what we're saying. But again, like we said earlier, how did you even get there? But you work it out. Amen? Forbearing and peaceful, not a lover of money, insatiable for wealth and ready to obtain it by questionable means. Anyhow, anyhow, this cash must flow. Pour down your rain of money upon me. He must rule his own household well, keeping his children under control with true dignity, commanding their respect in every way and keeping them respectful. Do people respect you? Do you command respect? And how do you influence people? For if a man does not know how to rule his own household, how is he to take care of the church of God? He must not be a new convert. Another yellow flag. He must not be a new convert or he may develop a beclouded and stupid state of mind as the result of pride, be blinded by conceit and fall into the condemnation that the devil once did. You cannot marry someone who just gave their lives to Christ two months ago. They do not know the ways. They are not yet discipled. Somebody is like, well, this one is fresh. This one, um, um, he has not been tainted. She has not been tainted. still fresh in the Holy Ghost. We can build together. Your foundation is already shaking like this. And your building may collapse at any point in time. Because this person has not been tested and tried. This person has not gone through in love with kings. They don't understand the foundation. They've not gone through master life. They don't know how to master life yet. They are babies. So it's, it's pretty much like you at your age, sir, of 40-something. Say you want to go and marry a child of five years old. That's what we call pedophilia now. You are a pedophile. And it just doesn't make sense because this baby cannot understand what you're saying and you can't understand what the baby is saying. It will be a bala blue situation. Do you understand? So, I mean, so, don't do that. Don't marry a new convert. If you really feel like this person is your destiny, it was written in the book of life. It was written in the volumes to, uh, uh, of the books. To so do that which is written of me. If you really feel so, no problem. Are you ready to wait the next two years? Are you ready to ensure that you, this person is going through the process? You're not the one teaching the person, no. Allow the person to go. Don't, don't make the person an umbilical cord to yourself. Because the person will grow very dependent on you. The person will do things because you said Jesus said. Allow them go into the world. Go and see how they behave. Because the true test of your Christianity is not in church. We know that, right? It's outside. If that person can stand, then maybe they can stand with you. Glory to God. Seven, furthermore, he must have a good reputation and well thought of by those outside the church. Outside the church. So everybody thinks you're a nice usher in church. But outside, if we see what you do on Thursday afternoons. Yeah, if we see what you do after midweek service on Friday. If we see what you are doing when you are typing, go Pastor Vicky, preach Pastor Vicky. If we see what you are doing at that same hour. If I go to your office and I say, Pastor Vicky, will people be like, really? <laughs> I actually, you're increasing your voice. Your pastor is there. I'm just joking. Right? Can, can, do people know you? 
I was telling them in the first service that I was in a meeting yesterday and a Christian was asking that, oh, I live in the UK. Is it okay to marry someone? The, the, the woman earns more than me and she's insisting that I do more things, get a better job, provide for the family, that, that pressure and everything. And I started explaining that if our spirits are submitted to Christ, it doesn't matter what we earn, we have the mind of Christ. Excuse me. We have the mind of Christ, and so we are aligned to the purpose of the marriage. The guy said, I'm sorry, ma, I don't think you got my question. I say, I'm in the UK, I'm in the Western world, and the way it works here, that it, two of them have to be equal partners. They have to bring the same thing to the table, and the woman is pressurizing me. I said, I heard your question very well. That's what I'm answering. That, that the fact that a woman is earning more money than you does not mean she cannot submit to you. Does not mean that she should be proud, or you should feel less than a man. And he kept on saying, no, bits. you are cutting me off. I'm giving you the right answer. You're telling me the right answer is wrong. I said, that is your problem. And if you want to go ahead, please, by all means. Because like Pastor Damien said, when you edge God out, then you will have problems. The gospel is not Nigeria specific. The gospel in Nigeria must be the gospel in America, must be the gospel in Australia, must be the, the, the gospel in New Zealand. It's the same gospel. It's the same principles. If the Bible says submit to your husband in Nigeria, you're supposed to submit to your husband in New Zealand. It's the same thing. I don't care what the prevailing laws are there. This is our prevailing law. And once we are aligned with it, you have more money, I have more money, we know how. Can you respect me? Can you submit to me? Can you spur me on to get a better job and to earn more to be the leader? Am I a good enough leader? Can I speak inspiration to your life and you listen and your life is getting... If your life is getting better, does it matter if I make more money than you? My life is getting better. I love you. You love me. You are there for me. You are a good father. You are submitted to Christ. You cover me. You protect me. Is it dollars we are arguing? But the man said, no, I don't understand his question that he's in the UK. I said, okay, now. I've not lived in the UK before. No problem. All right. Hmm. Nine, they must possess the mystic secret of the faith, Christian truth, as hidden from ungodly men with a clear conscience. With a clear conscience. Some people are still hiding their Jesus. I'm talking about it so many times. My Instagram page is for business. How about the personal? You know you can have two accounts on Instagram. You know that's possible, right? You know it's possible. So, okay, after that, what's up? What's your excuse again? And I mean, we say this thing so many times, but I, I know that people are hearing, but they're not doing. I hear, I know it, even in church. And so you've gone and attached yourself to a man or a woman who goes to online church once a month. You're already sleeping. You ask them, how many devotionals have you done this month? Um, I started one, but I've not really finished it since January. This is February, what, 12 and you want to propose to me on Valentine's Day, and you too, you want to say yes, what's the spiritual temperature of that relationship? It's, it's all these little things. And like I said in the first service, people say intelligent nonsense, which Ephesians already warned us about. It's called high-sounding nonsense. God is everywhere. I don't need to come to church. It's about the relationship. It's about having God in my heart. All these pastors of nowadays, you don't even know who is true again. Let me just be in my house and do church by myself. How is it going? When was the last time you prayed for one hour? Uh, uh, one hour is God there. What are you praying for? They play. Just, just be going. Just be going. 
You want to build a family. You want to raise children in this internet generation on five minutes of God bless me, God bless you, God bless us. You are joking. When they are playing with the economic destiny of your country and they didn't give you visa, you are here with us. You want to pray God bless me plus Satan minus Jesus. Uh That's what you are doing invariably. That's what you are doing. And you want to attach yourself to that person because you, you have enough spiritual ginger to cover two of you, Abby. It, it will be like your tank will be leaking because as you are praying, you are getting drained. Your battery is draining. And then the person that's supposed to charge you is dead on arrival. So when you die, the person die. Who is going to resuscitate you? You now come to your pastor's office and start crying. Well, we told you. We told you that this person is not going to church. You said the Lord will do it. He will change. I love that line. He will change. I can change him. The Lord is working. I'm work- he's working on it. I hate that phrase so much. I'm working on it. He's working on it. We are working on it. Most times, that thing is a lie. Because this person has an anger problem. Say, oh, I'm aware. I'm working. They just say that thing to bugger pastors and mentors. We are aware so that pastor will not probe too much. I now ask them, you are, have anger issues. You are working on it. How? What scriptures are you working with, Fiam? What books have you read? Zero. Who is your therapist? <laughs> Thera what? Jesus is my counselor. Holy Spirit is my guide. Jesus is my doctor. Angels are my nurses. You will now be caught slapping doctrine and slapping Christian on top. Let me know what I want to say. There's nothing to show you are working on it. I like Pastor Dami taught us last week. Information does not um, translate to comprehension. Comprehension does not translate to application. Three years, you are working on it. You are working on it. Okay. Um, verse 11. The women, likewise, must be worthy of respect and serious. Women, take your life seriously. Don't let them be using us to joke. Please, let's be serious. I know serious women are here. I know. I think... We've gotten the shorter end of the stick because we've allowed ourselves to receive the shorter end of the stick. Guys can kiss and tell with us because we gave them our lips to kiss. Guys can cheat on us anyhow and then bribe us with Dubai and we go back. It's our fault. They slapped you two times. You didn't tell anybody about it. You went ahead with the marriage and now he's beating you. He's in his... It's not sound as if I'm being wicked, I'm being judgmental. Sensitive people will say she does not understand. And I know some cases are extreme, some cases are specific, but generally, it's how you treat yourself that people will treat you. That's just it. It's so simple. And it's funny how we understand this about every other thing but your love life. Because women, we love love too much. We love love too much. And when he just says the right things and presses the right buttons and he's nothing like our father and he's nothing like that wicked mass teacher and he's so much like the Holy Spirit. Wow. What a wow. Let's take ourselves seriously. Pastor Dami said something I posted about it recently and it's something I run with in my life. Anyway, I passed this level by God's grace. But he says, take yourself seriously. Take yourself as an institution to be studied. Take yourself as a business to be profitable. Take yourself as a nation to be inhabited and have dominion. You are not a joke. 
you're not a plaything. You're not a teddy bear. When they give you teddy bear this Valentine, tell them thank you. But you're not the teddy bear. You are not. You're not a toy. Respect and serious, not gossips. I don't know why they wrote gossipers inside this Amplified Classical. But temperate, you know there's nothing like gossipers, right? Gossip, yeah, gossips. But temperate and self-controlled, thoroughly trustworthy in all things. A lot of men complain that I can't tell my wife something because she go para. She will react. She will shout. She will go and call the Yarisika, go and tell her friend. Sometimes it's in a bit to help, but the man doesn't want his business everywhere. Come, let's reason together. How will we do it? The man will tell you, oh, I'm owing one millionaire. Hey! Jesus! So all our children's school fees now, you spent it inside MMM. It becomes something else. Until relax. Because next time he won't tell you anything. He won't. And then when he's not telling you anything, now you go still complain. You're not talking to me. You're not talking to me. If you're not talking to me, who are you talking to? I mean, you're talking to somebody else. Yeah, that's why you didn't come home early, right? Who were you with? You said there was traffic. There was no traffic. I checked Google. I checked radio traffic. There was no... There was no... I'm like, Auntie, for the first time I tried to tell you, you did not accept. Now again, I'm not telling you. We still choose a side. Pick a side. Be his peace. No. You want war at all times. You can't eat your cake and have it, dear. Let Dickens be husbands of but one wife and let them manage their children and their own households well. For those who perform well as Dickens acquire a good standing for themselves and also gain much confidence and freedom and boldness in the faith which is founded on and centers in Christ. Hallelujah. There's a lot to unpack in that scripture. I thought it covered a lot, so I just thought to read it. So we've spoken about age. The next thing is physical attraction. Yellow flag, physical attraction. Must I be attracted to the person I want to be with? Ah, ah. Is the multitude of yes for me? Is the unism of yes? Must the person be a figure eight? Must the person be tall, dark, handsome? You said it will be good. Must the girl have, what if she doesn't have big boobs and big bum? How about that? Is that where the beauty lies? I want a guy and I want a girl to answer. What is the extent of this physical attraction? All of you that said yes, plenty, talk. No, Jade, you always talk. I don't want, let them, I want to hear people that don't really talk. I like how Tracy is trying to, Tracy is trying to hide behind this transparent chair, very chair like this. She's trying to hide inside. JRP, I want to hear from you. Which girl do I want to hear from? People should volunteer now. <laughs> is attraction a big deal Pastor Vicky I want to hear from you alright Jerry, Jerry, Jerry please say, okay let's hear from guys because I know guys have a different flow maybe I should hear from one of you as well one of the J2 twins alright after you Jerry then you can hand over to whoever is willing to speak um, I mean so in summary I, I believe that attraction is very it's a big deal for me yeah um, I mean once you take the box of you're a believer, you understand purpose. I have to like look at you and I'm very attracted to you at every point in time. So yeah, it's it's important. After God, after you take um yeah, after you take all of that, physical attraction is very important for me. Yeah. Yeah. I mean it's very important. <laughs> I put that one for pockets. Okay. All right. 
Okay, Mr. Cook. Okay, no, let's have one of you. Yeah, it's good to be attractive first, you know, because beauty, maybe when you're in the para, you look onto the babe, say, you go calm down, yeah. That one did now, but let me see. <laughs> so the physical attraction is, well, number one, it's cool to be to your taste, yeah? Yeah, yeah good. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. All right. <laughs> okay, oh. Um... I think for me, um, physical attraction is very good, but you have to also put it in mind that sometimes the physical body can change. Yeah, so what if this person gives birth and all that, you know, their body is changing, will you still love them, right? Even though the attraction was what got you to them. So you have to balance it, right? You need to be ready for it that she's going to change at some point. She's not going to be the same at 50, at 60, 70, 80. She starts having gray hair. And both of you are doing like this. <laughs> are you still going to love her, right? So, but you just have to balance it. Okay. All right. So let's hear from Pastor Vicky. And we need to start winding down already. Praise God. <laughs> I think really, um, Mr. Cooper already, you know, just said what I wanted to say. Physical attraction is good. We already mentioned that after you ticked all the boxes, you know, you also have to connect to the person physically. But bear in mind, you know, that things will change along the way. You know, um, whatever brought you together has to be stronger than, you know, your physical attraction. So what is important is what brought you together in the first place. Because things will change. Things will move around. Glory to God. It's moving around for me. But yeah, I think, I mean, I've heard everything everyone has said, and it's good. I think I need to sit down. Leg don't they pay me small. Hey, wait. Right? Yeah. I'm not sat down. I didn't even sit down in first service at all. Okay. But do not, all the pastors sit down. Because I'm in Kings, where we used to sit down. So some people are watching us online. You guys are sitting in your church? Yeah, we're sitting, and the word is still clear. Glory to God. Amen. Yeah, so I think everyone has said it's very good to be attracted to someone you are going to be with. It helps with your sexual desires and appetites as a married couple. It's just nice to know that you're going out and you guys look nice and cute and all of that. You start fantasizing about your children. The person has six-pack, good body. and like, ah, wow, this is good stuff. Like, I married well. When other people say, oh, your wife is so beautiful. It's nice. It gives you a certain va-va-voom, right? It's all good, but like they've said, I know this thing about beauty being in the eye of the beholder is very true. There's that too. Because some men, some of you who are brought, in my mind, I can be like, well, okay, but I can look beyond that and see, <laughs> and see what is, like Pastor Vicky said, really keeping you together. And even in the first service, what one of the J2 said, I mentioned this in first service, that people say, oh, I just want you're fighting. It's good to see a cute face. It will help you. When the matter never reach like this. Yeah. But I'm telling you, there are some matters in your marriage. You'll be looking at your pretty wife like this, that are you, are you, are you normal? Are you okay? Is everything all right? Are they doing you? As in, you didn't meant, like, what, don't say that to your wife, by the way. Don't say any of these things. But in your mind, one of the things say, you will take you the whole of the Holy Ghost in you not to say that thing because you are like, this thing, normal human beings know this thing. Everybody knows this thing. All over the world, this is a national fact. In fact, it's in the constitution of life that you don't do this. 
And your wife is like, no, she's arguing with you with points A, points AI, points AIII, points AIII. I'm like, Wah. if to say no be Holy Ghost, I for you for collect. At that point, I promise you, figures will not help you. I promise you, six pack will help you. I promise you. I promise you, anointing will not help you. That this man is so anointed. You might respect him, that's why you won't slap him. But you will not stop that annoyance that is brewing in you at that time. So, physical attraction is good. Can we have this scripture, at least um, any of them, Proverbs or First Peter, just the scripture so we can read it? It's good, but don't make it Alpha and Omega. And I know it's easy to say, and we balance it, but a lot of people are really swayed by physical attraction, especially men. Especially men. And you know, a man who has not been submitted to Christ, has not been submitted to mentors. Remember what I said earlier, the fact that a person is born again doesn't mean they are trained and discipled. They are two different things, right? Um, if he's not been trained, if he's not been mentored, if he's not been discipled, the man has a tendency to be a bit shallow. And so... When you lose that beauty, whatever way, by growing fat, by having pimples. I know people have hormonal pimples. Maybe when you met her, she was pre-30. She wasn't having any hormonal issues. There are some things that happen to your body post-30, post-40. Without your control, back where they paying you. You'll be working like, oh, but not us in Jesus' name. We will have perfect health in Jesus' name. But there's some people that have hormonal breakouts. There are times you see bombs on their face like speed bombs. And it's just, no matter the makeup they put, you can see it. It's not their fault. When you met her, her face was smooth. You, are you wearing wake up today? No, this is my natural skin. I woke up like this. No filter. But now she has bombs all over her face. And you people still need to go for PTA meeting together. You still need to go for your best friend's wedding together. Will you hide her? Will you hide her? She's had two children. And some people, I don't know, God, you're kind. Some people, they give birth and they just never lose the baby fat. Some of them, they won't do the workouts and all, but it's just, this is the new address. It's the new address. They've, we've moved to permanent sites. <laughs> oh, for, for some people, it's just like that. You need to learn to love this again. And that's why I always say, you don't marry a person for who they are today. You marry them for who they can become. And that includes the good and the not so good, according to your standards. It's very critical. And that's why this married thing, you can't wing it. And you can't do it with just information. You need discernment. You need God. Because if some things are left to your flesh, ha, it go hard you. Okay, I was going to read that scripture, but it's gone off. Let's move to the next one as we begin to round off. Okay. Charm and grace are deceptive and beauty is vain because it is not lasting. But a woman who reverently and worshipfully fears the Lord she shall be praised. Especially for men. And let me tell you this, men, in case you don't know this about yourself. I'm all for physical attraction. It's good. It's love. My, my husband married a fine wife. So I can't, I can't be against you guys, right? I'm for you. And you have to follow good footsteps. Your steps are ordered. Your feet are beautiful. Amen? Yeah? But let me tell you this. For men, your desires in your 20s are very different from your desires in your 40s and 50s. In your 40s and 50s, ask Steve Harvey. He will tell you, he wants his wife to look pengo. Now, man, he's vain. But he will tell you that the most important thing is a woman who can think like me, who can build with me, who can dream with me. I'm planning, I'm planning for retirement. I'm planning for our children. I'm planning how to build estates, how to build refineries, how to wind down my life and let money work for me. 
I'm not here for Mary Kay. I'm not really here for Emmanuel, whatever all those brands are. He wants a woman that is constructive, a woman that can think, a woman that he's bouncing ideas up with and she can reason with him. She has something to contribute. She has something to offer, even if she's not in that line of business. It's, it's a sweet arm. It's encouraging. When your wife is telling you, oh, I read this Forbes article yesterday. Did you know that XYZ, XYZ? Did you know that 40% of XYZ is equal to 50% of XYZ? Ooh, tell me. So at some point, the beauty is great, but it's not what will keep you. It's not. Glory to God. Next, in another um, yellow area or gray area, can I marry someone from a different denomination? So we are charismatic or Pentecostal or we are kings. And you want to marry a good Christian who is Catholic. A good Christian who is Anglican. Can we? Can we? Who says we can? I'd like to hear your reason. And who says we can't? Just one person. You think we can? Okay, I'll hear from you. Who says we can't? The rest of you, yes or no? Which side you did? <laughs> you can't. We can't. Wait, wait, wait. I can put up hand. Someone said I will. I'm coming to you first of all. First of all. That means you're already in a relationship or you don't plan how your life go go. I'm coming. Okay, let's hear from Gweminga. I'm saying, um, so what I'm saying is not I will, but I can. It's, it, rather, it's possible, rather. That's what I mean. Um, so, in my own opinion, I feel like, of course, you are both believers, but of course, we all know that when it comes to denomination, there are different areas of doctrines and all of that. So, I believe that, um, firstly, the fact that I believe is a good thing, that's a good place to start. They both believe in Jesus. They, they both, they, you both believe in the baptism of the Holy Spirit, well, depending on the denomination, because Methodists, some Methodists don't believe in divine healing, some of those things. Um, so I think um, it's possible because that foundation has been laid as you both believe in Jesus and then um, you can both um, maybe you can now begin to work out your deeper beliefs, more specific beliefs together but I really believe that that foundation of knowing Jesus and knowing that he died and being a believer is very critical and that in itself can help other things um, move along you know, that, and when it comes to specific beliefs and yeah, ideologies. Yeah. Well, I, so for me, what I understand is that we all, we, we all know that when it comes to the faith, the foundation is important. The foundation is Jesus and the fact that he died and he resurrected and you received. The Bible says when you believe and you confess him as your Lord, and so that's, that's very important. Now, when it comes to specifics, that's where it gets a bit tricky. And um, I believe that um, it, may, it may be very difficult, of course, when it comes to dealing with the specifics. But I, I, I'm confident that you can actually work it out and find a way around it. So that's my understanding. Thank you. Okay. I understand your convictions, even though you haven't explained it um, convincingly or elaborately. But I understand your convictions. I understand where you're coming from. Where someone that says it cannot work. No, Lara, you answer your question. You want to collect all the bonus mark in class? On how receptive and teachable, like, yes. How receptive and teachable. Receptive and teachable to which one? To whose doctrine? Yes, like, if, 
And so you do your own doctrine, you want her to conform to, and she too, she wants you to conform to her own. So who go be teachable, who go be willing? Okay. One have to submit. Okay, one have to submit. <laughs> These are the issues. These are the issues. Okay, let me hear from one more person that said, can don't be intimidated by uh, Fidel or Dami or this thing that happened now with your chest if you feel it can work. Uh-uh, don't be shy. Okay, you feel it can work. Okay, tell me your name again, my dear. Deborah, good. Well, sometimes, okay, this is how we do this. This is how we do this. You can succumb to his own. You can succumb to your own. So far, there's a mutual understanding that you guys have. Okay, this is how we do this. But so far, everybody believes in Jesus. That's all. Okay, if we can succumb to each other's own. All right, so the question now becomes to what degree do you succumb? Because like he was saying, some people don't believe in divine healing or the Holy Spirit or speaking in tongues. How do we succumb to those things? But I understand you. I also want to say that in terms of submitting, right? So we look at the aspect of divine healing. These things are, what's the word? They are true. They are real. And when you begin to, to, to what's the word? To initiate them and, and, and apply them and the, and the results begin to show in your life, that other individual would see that this is possible. Like, so a Methodist does not believe in divine healing, but you begin to apply holding on to the word, believing the word, meditating on the word to receive healing. These things will become more real to me. See that happen. I get it. I get it. I get it. But again, I have another question. I have an example. I'm coming. You don't date person. I mean, a date person now. We know the same thing. But these are the issues. I'm not saying, I'm not going to tell you yes or no. I'm just ensuring that I know what we are saying. I'm proud. So the question now, be, now becomes, I said the question now be, the question now becomes, so this teaching and exemplifying of divine healing, is this in the relationship that you'll be proving points and trying to shalaye, or is it as friends? Or what? And that means we are friends. We are not talking about relationship first. So it's friendship. And then, What's it pay you not you know seek because you, you already have divine healing? You know can't seek throughout the friendship or throughout the relationship. How you practice divine healing? The other people. When was the last time in this street evangelism for healing? Okay. Someone that okay, you have an ah, damn it, time has gone. We've spoken today. Jesus after service. Someone that says it cannot work. I think Fidel has been on, it cannot work. Fidel, prove your mantle. <laughs> okay, I think the first thing I want to say is being in a relationship with a believer is basic, is fundamental, right? We agree that. The Bible says, Amos 3, 3, I believe, can two walk together except they be agreed. Now, I, I get the, the, the part of wanting to teach, wanting to explain, but as PLT has already said here, do that as friends. Let the person learn that one if they're interested in learning it, right? Because for, for something as simple as praying in tongues, you'll be shocked that a marriage can crumble, there can be really severe cracks for something as simple as praying in tongues that you think is basic. That like, ah, you don't pray in tongues. And the person is like, I don't believe in it. I believe you are saying rubbish. If you want to pray, pray in your understanding. Let me hear what you are saying. And don't pray loud. Something like that, in a dating relationship, I don't think you should be dating that kind of person. I don't think so. Because it's you guys don't even align on values. So where are you going? What are you building if you are not on the same page? And again, again, you say, oh, I can teach. But then it's a question of what if the person is so stuck in their ways that they don't agree with you? 
right? But because emotions are high or you feel like this baby is fine, the guy is rich, you get into the... And then along the way, you're like, oh, this thing cannot work. We have irreconcilable differences. It was, it was there from the beginning, door. <laughs> All right. Okay, so I'm going to end on this point because time is already fast. But maybe we'll take one or two questions, if, that, if you guys don't mind. Just general questions. Maybe if you have any other yellow flag that I haven't mentioned that, oh, can we do this? Maybe we'll have time to take one question. But this is what, that scripture, the Amos 3.3, we already quoted that. Can you tell me what's in 2 Corinthians 6.24? Can we just put that? Can two work together except they agreed? Left to me, like me, told you Violet, Enanga, Sarah, Oluwa Fumilayo, Oluwa Toimbu, me. Today, as at, what's today's date? 12th of February, 2023, 12.38 p.m., West African time. In a hot afternoon on the VI axis of Lagos, Nigeria. Gap Studios, to be precise. Uh-huh. How do people read? <laughs> it's your thing. It's a lot. Okay. Let's not worry about this. If you can agree, and it's in that part of friendship, not inside the relationship. Not inside the relationship for different reasons. When you're already in a relationship, your, your judgment is cloudy. Your judgment is cloudy. You're saying, oh, but he's a good guy. But she's a nice babe. But she believes in Jesus. We're all going to the same heaven. And we might all be going to heaven, but we're not all going the same. We're not entering there with the same chariot of fire. We're not entering there with the same crowns and stars. We're not entering there with the same stars. We are not. And personally, <laughs> Fidel said heaven is even far. What are we building on earth? It takes a certain kind of mindset. There's a certain dunamis, power, energon that we receive from God in things of the spirit that the other person might not understand. I know some people say, ah, but the person is still all right. The person might be all right, but could you be doing better? Even spiritually, yes, the person prays, God bless me, my no Satan plus Jesus, prayer in the morning and night. It's a form of prayer. But is that the power you need for the life that God wants to build with you? We've spoken about foundations and they are great, but we are not living on foundations, right? We are building something. So for me, I'm like, if we can sort it out as friends, and like I said before, you see patterns of results, of acceptance, compliance, and change. Not because of you, but the person understands. You can see that the work of the Holy Spirit has been done in that person. The person believes. The person is even now telling other people about it. The person is now trying to teach other people, oh, this doctrine we believe, you know, do you know there's another way, there's a better way, there's this. If you now see that, because, you know I've been saying, I'm trying not to give specific examples because I'm supposed to protect the people I work with as well. But I've seen someone who's married someone of another denomination. <laughs> oh no, the person said he doesn't mind. We can choose a church together. We'll go... And then they are married now, and it's a pain point. I mean tears. I don't want to give you too many details because it's a pain point. It almost feels, the person feels deceived. The person feels like you, you, you knew you were not going to do this thing, but you promised. And now, so they can't pray together. They don't pray together. They don't share together. They don't go to church together. They don't have a child. I'm wondering, how is this child going to grow? I always say, believing, hoping for the best is not a strategy for relationships. It's not. We hope for the best. No, you, maximum control, remember where we started from. 
because this relationship thing is an intersection. If somebody is on low spiritual battery, your, your battery will drain. But if somebody is spiritually high, like my husband is always, well, most times, most, most times, spiritually high. Me, God said, if I sleep, I will wake up by default. But if somebody is just bleh, you two that used to walk in the gifts of knowledge, gifts of wisdom, gifts of healing, it will just be doing moonwalk. Small, small. And then you start asking, you start asking, thank you, ma'am. How did we get here? So I won't be the one to tell you, if you come, if you are close to me, and in my personal counseling room, I can tell you. But I will not outrightly tell you don't do it, but I'll say these are the steps. Follow this and make sure it's working. Let it go through time. Let it go through counselors. Let it go through pastors. Wait in your spirit. Remove your flesh from the situation. Say, if it's not me, if it's my sister that wants to marry this person, if it's my brother that wants to marry this person, will I, with my full chest, say, go, go along? If I know that this person has a prophetic destiny, that God has plans for this person, will I say, go, just go along? If you can do that with your chest, then by all means, do it for yourself. Glory to God. Hallelujah. I hope we've learned a thing or two today. Amen. Fantastic. Does anybody have any question on a gray area of relationships? Anybody at all? Any question that ah, can we, should we? Maybe. Don't come ask me later. Don't come ask me later. Give. Don't come ask me later. Don't use Friday as opportunity. Anybody? Going. Going. Tribe. Why are you asking with style? Ask with confidence now. Can you marry from any tribe? Can you marry from any tribe? Oh my goodness. Gift, what's up with you and this Korean man? Can you marry from any tribe? I personally think, I personally think you can, but again, it's all subject to alignment, right? Because, um, is it Paul? I people said, we, now we know no man after the flesh. So if this person is born again, we're not looking at their tribe. However, the truth also can be that certain tribes have certain characteristics, have certain traits, and I don't want to go into them now because we are alive. The Igbos have their own thing, the good and the not so good. The Bini men, generally, some of them have their thing, but it's not specific. It's not compulsory that everybody has it. So if you can look at this person and say, oh no, your, own is, your case is different. Because left to my parents-in-law before I showed up on the scene, they know when I was bound, they are sent to marry your bad girl. But see what the Lord has done. Right? So it's not really about the tribe. As long because I tell people, you are not our tribe, you're not our personalities, you are not your horoscope, you are not Leo, you are not Cancer, you are not Lion. I be Leo, I say not Lion. Can you not me? Right? You are Lion of the tribe of Judah, right? You are a regenerated person in Christ. So if the person aligns, by all means, marry. If the person is Korean, know that they have some culture and you need to check their culture as well and what they subscribe to, the God that they used to worship. Because some people are Christian, but they have calabash in their house. I hope we are aware. You know, some people are pastors, but they have wood inside their, their trousers. I hope we are aware. Don't be unaware of the vices of the devil. Though. So because Jesus has said that you called my name and you cast out demons in my name, but I don't know you. And that's why, again, I say it's not just about information. We must be discerning and maximum control. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Were we blessed or what? 
please with a loud ovation we just rise on your feet and celebrate the gifts of God in Pastor Toju please celebrate 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 wow I'm not musicians help me please can you celebrate the gifts of God we have in Pastor Toju what a gift what a colossus <laughs> oh my god wow Thank you so much, PLT. is rising on an emerging generation of kings. To join this growing community of kings, visit www.kingdomcentral.org and send your full name and email address to 0908-123-4566. One more thing, someone you know needs this. Kindly share this how.